What's up, guys? Welcome to Demo with Mo. I'm your host, Monique Simmons. We'll be discussing dating, engaged, and married objectives from a young Christian's perspective. Are you guys ready? Let's dive in. Welcome to a new episode of Demo with Mo. I am your host, Monique Simmons. Tonight, I have a very special guest for you guys. I am excited and I'm a little nervous. If I'm completely honest, I am a little nervous about it as well. I have invited my first podcast host on to Demo with Mo. Her name is Chrislyn Smith. She is the host of Black Marriage Therapy Podcast. She is also a wife to her husband, Junior, of 10 years, a mother of two baby girls, an author, and a marriage and family therapy student. She is passionate about helping individuals become better versions of themselves in order to enhance and blossom their relationships. She uses books research, storytelling, and life experience to help offer individuals and couples different perspectives that can help them grow and thrive in long-lasting health relationships. I introduce to you Mrs. Chrislyn Smith. Welcome! Hello! Thank you for having me. It's such an honor to be on your podcast. It's such an honor for you to be on my podcast. I appreciate you for agreeing to come. Okay, so I have given your professional introduction, but I would love to know what is one thing about you that most people don't know? Mm, that's interesting. You know what? If I could be honest, like we could get real, just yes. let's get vulnerable real quick. I think, and I'm learning this more about myself. I think I'm kind of righteous and ratchet. Girl, <laughs> I be here for the field sometimes. Like I be no. watching like those reality shows, like on own and stuff like that. Ready to love and all this stuff, and I yes. just here for it. And I'm like, Chris, I think you a little ratchet. <laughs> we talking no. to myself. Look, when I say I love it, I love it because you guys that are listening, I am a huge fan of Chrislyn's podcast, which we'll talk more about. But it started off with her and her husband, Junior, which I'm sure she'll talk about a little later. And then she kind of went over by herself. Mm -hmm. And you guys, I am such a fan. She would be like, you know, I could tell when you and your husband, it's like you get into a conversation, but it's like you forget that you are recording a podcast episode (laughs) because it's so real. Like, I remember one day you was like, I don't remember what episode it was. And you was like, nigga, I said, oh, snap. Oh, snap. This is it. This is it. I'm yeah. like, you, you, like you said, you're a little, a little ratchet and a little righteous. You know, I, I can am. love Jesus and have a good time and have fun. I, I, I am. I'm originally from Miami. Yeah. So I think that 305 is it run deep. You know, I'm in North Florida now, so it's more like southern, like real southern. Yeah. But I'm from the city. So yeah. it's like, ugh, it's hard to kind of like put it down, but I don't know. I like it. It's, it's Girl, me. I like it too. And that's why I was such a fan. I said, this is it. Cause I could just relate. Like I was just enjoying the conversation. Like I'm listening to you guys, but it's like I'm hanging out with y'all. Like, these my people. Like I can I can get with them. <laughs> Thank you. I love it. I love it. Okay. So on your most recent episode, 
you had the conversation about going from me to we, which mm-hmm. I thought was a beautiful episode. You did the episode very well. But mm-hmm. I saw your reel on Instagram and you said just because you cross the boundary with kindness, mm. the boundary is still crossed. And amen. I was like, hey, man, girl. <laughs> And that was before I even heard the podcast episode. I'm like, oh, is this out right now? Let me go listen. And when I heard it, I said, this is my story. Like, I have to bring her on because it's different when you share with someone and they sympathize with you or they kind of, well, they don't understand, but they feel bad. They sympathize. Mm -hmm. But when Mm -hmm. you have somebody sharing some or who has shared an experience similar to yours, you empathize because you know exactly how it feels. So I was Mm -hmm. like, she got the, I got to get her. I got to get her. So I'm glad. I'm so glad I came. Yes. Okay. So we're going to jump right in. I want to know what made you start your podcast? Okay. So originally my podcast started as Life's Lemons and Lessons. And that was with me and my husband. And I really, I think I started it like that because I needed a little help. Right. Mm-hmm. And my husband is very extroverted. Yeah. So he's the one who likes to talk. He's bubbly. He likes to make friends, all that stuff. So I was like, okay, I need a little help. And it was great because it got the audience, it got people listening. Um, But eventually it really turned into my own passion and my own desire for marriage. Yeah. Um, I think just everything that I've gone through in my marriage, everything that I've learned, all the hurdles that I have to stumble across, jump across, you know what I'm saying? Walk across, yeah. <laughs> struggle across, girl. Yeah. You know, sometimes you're struggling, you're struggling to make it to the next year of marriage. You know what I'm saying? You know, no. so it's just like... <laughs> So all those things that I've gone through, I just had a a passion and desire to share the information that I've learned. And I was like, I don't know if people heard this before, but I'm going to just share it and hopefully it'll help somebody. And I think that passion turned into, it grew because now I'm in school for the thing, you know? And I'm like, oh, I really, really want to do this. So that's where Black Marriage Therapy came from. And Black Marriage, because, you know, we're not celebrated out here like that. You know, you ain't going to see a lot of black couples, a lot of black marriage podcasts. You know, there's some out there, you know, there's, there's a few out there, but you know, it's not, we're not the majority. You're right. So I just like put it all together. I was like, okay, let's do it. (laughs) Yes. And I'm here for it. And you guys, if you have not already go check out their podcast. Well, it's not even there anymore, even though Mm -hmm. her husband is still there, but it's Mm -hmm. Chrislyn's podcast. Yes. He's special guest from time to time. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. But that's your baby. And I love it. So I wholeheartedly tell you go follow her right now and go check out their podcast. And Mm -hmm. I'm ready for some more episodes because I've listened to all of them. I literally binge listened to all of the episodes and I'm like, okay, I need some more. Oh, yay. <laughs> yes, we have a new episode coming out. I believe okay. next week. I'm talking about mental health in relationships. Oh, yeah. And, you know how I think people don't really talk about that. Like what happened if your spouse got anxiety or what happened if they got depression or what happened if they got emotional issues or what happened? You know, so I feel like it's something that we need to talk about in marriage. How do we how do we navigate that? How do we have mm. successful relationships? You know what I'm saying? Mm. So that's what the next episode's about. I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready. Okay. So I kind of discussed your last podcast episode, which started all of this. And it's called From Me to We, Conversations for Newlyweds About Mm In-Laws. Okay. I can relate so much to everything you were saying. How did you and your husband get to a better place with each other's family? Because you kind of talked about how it started off rocky in the beginning and Mm -hmm. how it's now much better. So what happened in between to get you from the place where it was rocky to now to a place where it's better? 
So hmm, let me make this quick, real quick. Okay. So my husband and I, just for your listeners, my husband and I, uh, we got married at the ripe age of 18 years old. We were mm. 18, fresh out of high school. And it was an interesting that's a whole nother story. It was a whole interesting um, setup and scenario. But, you know, we got through the, the wedding and everything like that. But to answer your question specifically, I think in-law relationships are so complex. Yes. No in-law relationship can look like another, right? Because you have different cultures, you have uh, different temperaments. Like some people, you know, they're more shy. Some people are more boisterous. And mm-hmm. You have so many different things when it comes to in-law relationship. So it's hard to just give like a flat answer. But I think what is one foundational thing that every couple can take is it's about y'all, right? So whatever your family got going on, whatever the special case is, I think our in-law relationship changed when we got on the same page, Yeah. right? So when we stopped looking at, and, and this is the hard part because you leave your family, your family is your everything, mm-hmm. right? So you getting married to a person like, yeah, I love you, but they ain't my ride or die. They literally been here since I've been born, right? So we had to turn away in a sense, and not leave them, but turn away in a sense and turn towards each other. Mm -hmm. And when we really turn towards each other and was like, okay, we are here for each other. Let's figure out what we want. Let's figure out how our family's going to look like. That is when everyone else, they just started changing according to us. I always say that if you set the boundary, I said this in the episode, if you set the boundary and you're consistent with the boundary, they will fall in line. Because they love you and they want to be a part of your life. So that's what happened for us. Now, on my end, again, it was complex because my mother was causing problems for him, but Mm -hmm. not about him. Gotcha. For me. Okay. So that's a whole nother thing. Oh, Lord. But on his end, it was, you know, his mom, you know, moms and and their sons. It's Mm -hmm. very interesting, very strong, tight bond. Yes. (laughs) Especially in the black community. (laughs) Oh my goodness. When he finally was like, oh, I got to look at my wife. When he was finally like, okay, like you are hurting my wife. Something went on, blah, blah, blah. When when he decided to look towards me and say, okay, let me listen to her. Let me hear what she has to say. That don't mean I have to hate my mom. That don't mean I have to push my mom away. That don't mean I don't have to see her. But let me just hear what my wife has to say. It really is like, oh, our relationship starts to blossom. Yeah, I felt comfortable going to his mother's house and going to his family because I was like, oh, I'm going to be protected. Exactly. My husband's going to have my back, you know, and it's the same for him. If he's coming into my family, it's just like, no, she's going to have my back. She's going to protect me. She's not going to let me go into the lion's den like that. Yeah. And I think that is really what allowed us to fortify our relationship and fortify our in-law relationships. That's good, girl. You just <laughs> said a whole, that could be a whole episode. Just that, that oh. part right there. <laughs> Seriously, that was so good. Okay, let me ask you this, because you you mentioned boundaries, and this is going to be a big part of having great in-law relationships or great Mm -hmm. extended family relationships, period. How do you define boundaries when 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 the couples on the other end of this hear that they need to set boundaries? How would you define that? What does that mean to you? Mm, That's a good question, because... Sometimes there's certain things people say for you to do, but they don't tell you how to do it. You know what I'm saying? I yes. Feel like sometimes boundaries, when I first heard it, that's what it was to me. I'm like, I, I feel like it makes sense, but I don't really understand. Right. Exactly. <laughs> what does that look like practically? What does that right? mean? 
So I, I think I'm going to just give you my own plain yes, Jane. that's what I want. Mission, y'all. That's what I want. <laughs> okay, so for me, when I think of boundaries, I think of a line, right? Okay. And I mean, that's as simple as I can think of it. It's a line that we don't cross, yeah. right? And what that boundary is, when I think about boundaries, I think of like almost like a fence, right? You set boundaries around things that you believe are valuable, things that you want to protect, things that you want to keep safe, yes. right? So if it's personally, like I'm going to set boundaries around my heart, people are not going to be able to just come into my space all willy nilly if they're going to hurt me or whatever. They have to come in right, yeah. right? So I feel like boundaries is like a line. It's like a gate, a fence you put around to protect something that you believe is valuable, Yeah. right? So- in the case of in-laws, it's like, I believe my marriage is valuable. So I'm going to draw a line that you can't meddle <laughs> or you can't, you can't join our conversations when we're talking about our finances. Right. Right. So I love you, mom-in-law, but right now we're talking about just me and him about our finances. And, you know, I don't really believe that this is appropriate for you to be in this conversation, real nice, real honorable, respectful, but it's not appropriate for you to be in this this conversation because if you come in here, you may harm the value of our marriage. You may harm that unity that we have. And because of that, I'm going to set this line right here. I'm going to set this gate up right here where you can't cross into this space, but I love you though. (laughs) But I love you though. Just let you know. <laughs> That's good. Okay. Let me ask you this because you and your husband got married at a young age. My mm. husband and I got married at a young age as well. I was 21. My husband was 20, getting ready to turn 21. So it's a lot of things we had not experienced with life yet. So what we went mm. into our relationship, what we had to go by is what we saw in our homes because that's kind of all we had experienced up until this point. We've been dating since our senior year in high school and we've just been rocking ever since. So he came from a family that necessarily, he didn't see healthy boundaries. I'll just say that. He didn't see healthy boundaries. I came from a family where I necessarily did not see healthy boundaries either. So did you have an example or a good example of what it looked like to set healthy boundaries when you went into your relationship? Oh, that's a really good question. I don't think so. We both came from traumatic past in our own way. My husband experienced abuse in his past with his father and I our my family went through a very traumatic divorce that comes with its own you know trash really so I don't think we had an example of healthy boundaries hmm I think I had to learn that one I think we learned that one on our own so personally I'm an introvert and I'm a person that I'm very private right so I had boundaries Right. But really what they were was ways to keep people out. So Mm -hmm. I don't get hurt. But I wouldn't say those are necessarily boundaries. Yeah. Over time, I had to learn that everything can't be a boundary because then no one would get in. Right. So I would say I didn't have healthy boundaries. I had boundaries, but they were more like walls. They weren't boundaries. Nobody could get in. You know, you're not going to hurt me. Yeah, you're You're not going to hurt hurt me. me. (laughs) My husband couldn't get in. Nobody could get in. So it's just like, that's not healthy either. On the other end with his family, they didn't have any boundaries. They were just, <laughs> they were, you know, it was more fluid. They were in each other's space. Like that is their vibe. Like that's how they do. They like to be in each other's space and it works for them. So when we come together, it's like, girl, 
He's trying to get in my space. I'm trying to push him away. It was just, (laughs) it was madness. We had no idea of healthy boundaries. Now come back now, 10 years later, I think we had an over time trial and error, just learning on our own. Now we like, he knows that I can spend a healthy amount of time away from my wife, you know what I'm saying? And set that boundary and I can let him in. I can trust him and be like, oh, this don't, I don't have, you know, I don't have to have walls up. I can have boundaries and, and protect myself. But at the same time, it's just like, he's my husband, let him in, you know? Yeah. So we, we definitely didn't have examples in my personal experience as I'm the youngest of four. So my mom, <laughs> I love her now. We working on a relationship. Girl, my mother was very much controlling. She was very controlling and very like domineering and she could be demeaning sometimes and all those type of things. So that wasn't a healthy parental child boundary. And then also during the divorce, she really crossed the boundaries for real because now she's telling me stuff about my daddy mm-hmm. and you know what I'm saying? And it's, it's just getting messy. And it's just like, I'm not even supposed to, I'm, I'm 10 years old. I'm not supposed to have that information. And that really just changed my view and my mind. And, you know, we good now, but <laughs> You know, it was kind of crazy in the beginning. So, yeah, I I don't think we started off with healthy boundaries. No. Girl. Okay. I was not expecting all of that. Like, I was not expecting to feel what I'm feeling as you are talking. And this is why I enjoyed you guys. Well, your baby now. You guys podcast so much because it was all so relatable. And it was weird to me in a good way, in a good way. It was weird to me how much we had in common. I'm like, this is someone I don't know. I've never met. And I just felt like God really led me to your podcast because it was so relatable to hear somebody as if they were telling my story. Oh, wow. You know what I'm saying? To hear yeah. somebody else telling your story because my husband did not have a great relationship with his dad at all, just like your husband. I did not have a great relationship with my mom. Same thing. We now we're now working it out as adults. Yeah. I had a very traumatic divorce with my parents. And it was just like everything that you guys were talking about. And I'm like, man, you know what I'm saying? Cause you know people go through stuff, but when yeah. you hear your story from someone else's perspective and how it affected them, it's like, I know that I'm not alone. Don't get me wrong. I know that without a doubt. I, you know, I encourage other people of that, but it was just weird to hear my story coming out of someone else's mouth. It was just yeah. weird. It was crazy. So I could relate to you guys so much and we were the same way we did not see examples of healthy boundaries Mm -hmm. and we kind of had to figure it out together and that's a hard thing in marriage when you're trying to because that's that Mm -hmm. is one of the things that's hard but beautiful too about getting married at a young age is because you guys are literally growing up together you're figuring out life together you're learning things together it's hard but once you get on the other side, you see how beautiful it is. You know oh. what I'm saying? That's kind of where I am. Like as you're talking to see, yeah. you know, all of the things that you and your husband went through and, you know, had to work out together and the same for my husband and I, and now to kind of, and don't get me wrong, because we still go through stuff and there's still going to be things to come up, but to see where we are now versus where we were back then, you know, so it's beautiful. Your, your story yeah. is just beautiful to me. It's, I'm telling you, I'm glad that you're saying that because not a lot of people get married young. 
you know, mm-hmm. so like I, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And yes, that's really nice to hear as well, because you mentioning how it's beautiful now, because sometimes when we think about where we've been, we'd be like, dang, we were really going through that. But now to see like how how much we've grown. Yeah. Right. I'm like, I was just telling my husband because we're celebrating our 10 year anniversary in October. And I was just like, oh, babe, like we're about to start a new chapter. Beautiful. Like, you know, we just did this this decade and now it's going to be a whole different thing, you know, and I was just so excited to like walk that with him. Right. Because that's why I chose him. I mean, I was 18 and people think he's silly, but (laughs) but I I knew what I was doing, you know, and um, yeah, it is beautiful. It is beautiful. And this is this. I think this is what I want to encourage people who are married is like, sometimes I think we see the opposition, we see the hurdles and we're just Mm -hmm. like, oh, well, this means that I'm supposed to get a divorce. But sometimes that just means that you need to push through. You know what I'm saying? Especially if you have a good person who cares about you, who love you and they're willing to push with you, then you got to keep pushing so that you can get to the beautiful side. You know, and and that's one thing also I'll say, I'll add it back to the in-laws. What makes it complex? What makes in-laws relationship complex is not necessarily the in-laws themselves, but it's mm-hmm. your spouse. If they cannot see or if they refuse to see or hear what you have to say, that's what makes it difficult, right? But if you have a spouse who they, they you know, they may not feel the same way you feel about their mama, mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, or their daddy or whatever, <laughs> but if they're willing to, they love you, so they're willing to listen to you and hear you out, then yeah. that's a good sign, right? Yeah. To yeah. move forward and try to work that relationship out with the in-laws. Yeah, that's good. Okay. Why do you think setting boundaries? Well, not you, but why do we as a people, why do we think setting boundaries will cause conflict? So in return, Mm. we don't set boundaries because we're afraid of conflict. Mm. That's a good one, girl. Oh, you got the questions. I love it. Girl. (laughs) Oh, that's a good one. Oh, see now what you said, which was so interesting is that you said that when we, we're afraid to set boundaries, so we mm-hmm. don't. And yep. then when we don't, we get in more trouble. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Which is Look, so true. What, the conflict that we were avoiding is now going to be more conflict because we're avoiding. <laughs> more conflict. Man. So I know for me, like, I'm non-confrontational, right? So I don't really like, you know, getting confrontational and stuff like that. So... I think that's some reason, like it could be your temperament. Like, you know, you don't want to like rub people the wrong way or whatever. But the thing is with in-laws, the reason why I think most people are afraid is because this is the people your spouse loves. So you really trying to tiptoe and really trying to be respectful and honorable to these people. And and I'll say, especially as a woman, it's like, I don't want to come in like guns blazing, like, oh, I'm trying to steal your son and he's never going to see you again. Because, you know, as a mother, they may feel that way. Like you're trying to take my son away. Mm-hmm. We had a relationship. This is how it used to be. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's changing the status quo. When you get married, you changing the status quo. What used to be is not going to be anymore. Right. And what happens is with family, they they start getting like ruffled, like, hold on, wait, what you mean? Like, no, we used to do this on every Saturday. We used to do this. We used to do this. And <laughs> yep. they feel a certain kind of way. Now, I'm going to speak from the other end, right? Okay. I'm, I'm going to speak as the in-law. So I'm going to play devil's advocate. Okay. And my brother, right, the one who was throwing blows <laughs> in the other episode. Y'all got to go listen to this episode. <laughs> When my brother 
was getting engaged. I'm close to that brother. We're close in age. Okay. So when he was getting engaged and dating seriously, he kind of, and I don't know if dudes just do this. He kind of just like brought the girl like, oh, hey, what's up? This is my girl. Yeah. I want to marry her. And I'm like, hold on, wait, what, you know, and I felt a certain kind of way. I really did. And it took me a second to adjust because I'm like, this is my brother. Right. This is our relationship. This is how we used to do things. This is how we used to rock and everything like that. And now she's coming into the picture and she's changing everything and Mm -hmm. rules are different. And I feel a certain kind of way. And I had to adjust my own self and be like, okay, no, this is somebody he loves. So let me love them too and be more patient and just adjust with them, you know, but it's, it's really the fact that we are changing those dynamics and that pressure and that like, you know, tension it really just rubs people the wrong way and people be afraid. They're like, I don't know what to do. And not, you know what I'm saying? And they be afraid to set those boundaries. But if you don't, y'all, if you don't, <laughs> y'all, if you don't, it's, it's a recipe for disaster. Is, as your marriage grows, as your relationship evolves, as you guys start to attain more things, right? You buy a home, you have kids, y'all start a business, all those things. That is the more united you need to be. And if you have another spoon in a pot or if you have another party in your marriage, it only makes things more difficult. So now you're trying to raise the baby this way. This is what y'all talked about. But then they go to grandma's house and it's all, you know what I'm saying? It's just like they can do whatever they want. And I'm like, yeah, I understand, grandma. Okay, you, you do. But at the same time, there are certain things that we don't we do not do. And you got to respect that because as a couple, this is the rules we have set for our household. Mm-hmm. If you don't practice that, when it's time to play, it's not, it's not going to go well. It's not. It's so not. I, I think the fear in setting boundaries comes from not wanting to create tension, you know, and not wanting to create tension and, you know, kind of change things because that's the truth. When you get married, things change. And I yeah. think we have to accept that. Oof. Yeah, this is going to be a hard episode. I'm just I'm just going to be honest because th- all of these things we're talking about are going to be practical things that you're really going to have to do. You know, you're really going to have to have a conversation with your partner. You guys are going to have to have a conversation with your family. And I know it may be hard in the beginning. I know there may be some feathers ruffled. I know one of you guys or both of you guys' parents may not like it or the siblings or whoever that family member is that you need to set boundaries with. I know they may not like it, but for the sake of your marriage and for you to have a healthy marriage and a whole marriage, this will have to happen. Let me ask you this. How long, because it took us a long time. I'm going to just be perfectly honest. My husband and I have been married 12 years Mm -hmm. and it took us, I would say, (laughs) Ooh, I would say maybe nine, 10 years before we really got to a place where we got on one page about setting boundaries for, and I'm going to just say in-laws, but people outside of our marriage, that's mm-hmm. everybody. Cause I, I don't want to just put it on in-laws because that could be friends, that could be coworkers, that could be church family, Absolutely. but just everyone outside of our home. The in-laws is just the hardest ones because these are your people. These are the people who raised you, who you grew up with, who you came from, you know? So those, for yeah. me personally, those are the hardest people to set boundaries with, but it took us a long time. I really wanted to do this episode 
because I wanted to piggyback off your episode because you were really focusing on newlyweds, you know, people that are about to get married, people that have just gotten married. And that's the perfect audience because this is one of those things you don't want to go through your marriage nine, 10 years later, like me. And finally figuring it out because it messes up marriages. It messes up relationships. It affects everybody. It affects your children when the relationships with your in-laws are not right. You just don't want this. And I'm speaking Mm -hmm. from experience. And if I knew then what I know now, I -hmm. would have did this in the beginning. Seriously, I would have did this even before we said I do at the altar, if I'm just being honest. Because this stuff started showing up even before we got married. Like. But how long did it take you and your husband, Junior, to finally begin to do this, to get on one page with one another? Because like you said earlier, that's the first step. You got to get on one page with your partner. How long Mm -hmm. from the time you guys got married until you finally got on one page about the boundaries? Mm, It took us, us, um, I want to say almost like about four years. Yeah. It took us uh, about four years. and and it partly was because the way we got married, you know, we didn't get hitched. Like we didn't go to the court or whatever. We had a little ceremony and stuff like that. But I don't think anyone was expecting us at that age to be like, yeah, we want to get married. So yeah. I think it threw everyone for a loop and they were trying to collect themselves in the same way and trying to like process their own emotions, you know? So in, in retrospect, I understand that much now as an adult, I can see, oh, we, we, we were looking crazy. We were, you know, it, it took them a little while, but for us to get on the same page, it took a little, it took a little bit. Yeah. Because my husband is very close to his mother and he would say like, we joke about this now, but she was an angel in his <laughs> eyes. I like, and when I mean angel, like walk on clouds, perfection. Okay. She can do no wrong whatsoever. And she is an angel. She really is a sweetheart. She really is. But at the same time, she was, <laughs> she was in some foul stuff. Okay. Yeah. She was, she was partaking in some foul stuff. You know, her friends were saying some things that were foul and he couldn't see it. He couldn't see it. And, th- and this is why I wanted to talk about this. The, the quicker you and your husband get on the same page, the quicker y'all can figure out the boundaries thing. Everybody yep. else will fall in line. Yep. But what took us so long was the fact that we kept going back and forth and back and forth. And I'm telling him, I'm not trying to say your mom is evil. I'm not trying to say, but I'm saying that she hurt me in this way. I'm trying to say that I don't like this and I would prefer us to move this way. And because he was just like, no, hmm. no, she didn't do nothing wrong. <laughs> So three years, three, four years of us going back and forth, like, okay, well, I'm not going to that house. Yeah. I won't be disrespected. And he's like, I guess you're not going to the house. And we're going back. <laughs> and thankfully, thankfully, we had no children because it would have been a whole mess. Yep. Girl. It Added been children mess. to it makes it a whole, a whole situation. It, it really does because now you got it. Okay. Well, you got the kids and you want to bring them over and da da da, you know. So in, initially for his mother and his, he has, three sisters and a mom. So for his mom and two sisters, it took about three years. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but that last sister though, <laughs> that was last year. Okay. So about eight, eight years. Yeah. So it was just a whole mess. It was just a whole mess, but it can take a lot of time. It and is. I think what me and you are saying, and even what research says, like if y'all, if y'all look it up, the research shows that a, a in-law relationship can define your marriage it can okay it can define it negatively or can define it positively 
right? Because if you have in-laws who supporting you and championing you and like want to encourage you, imagine what that does to your relationship. When you have people outside your relationship who's like, y'all go, y'all do it, y'all yes. keep going. But imagine you have the opposite. People who are, who are like, you know, creating a wedge, talking bad about each other, or just like, you know, kind of being nice, nasty, or whatever the thing is, that yeah. causes strife in a marriage with children, with jobs, with all this type of stuff. So it, it takes some time. So if you listening and you just got married... <laughs> Do I hope y'all hear us. <laughs> I hope y'all hear us for real. Do the work now. <laughs> I think that was the one of the hardest things for me because I'm gonna be honest. In law relationships and having conversations with my husband about in law relationships was one of the hardest things in our marriage. Being perfectly transparent and perfectly honest. And my audience know I'm never gonna hold back. I'm always gonna be completely transparent and real because that's what I mean that's what this platform is for you want to hear people talk about things that you are dealing with in real life to let you know you are not alone but for us it was so hard because my parents had me when my mom was 19 and my husband and I had our son when I was 19 and they got married at a young age just like us so they had walked this journey. They, they saw it. They experienced it. So, and they, my family loves my husband. So when we started dating and we had our son and we got married, they always rooted for us. It was always support. It was always love. My husband never, never once had an argument with neither one of my parents. They've never uh-huh. disrespected him. They never tried to invade in our decisions with our life. Like never, like my parents don't even ask our business. Like if they know something, it's because we're celebrating together or, you know, they just encouraging us, but it was never anything from that side. So it was hard for me to now have a completely different experience Mm -hmm. on the other side, because I'm like, man, he don't have to deal with none of this. (laughs) And it was just hard. And I think, and I'm going to touch on this a little later, but in your episode, you talked about leading from a place of empathy and not judgment. Mm. I would say the last three to four years, that's kind of where I have been. So it's like, I understand why certain things happen or people felt certain ways. Don't get Mm -hmm. me wrong. It does not justify actions. Yeah, But now I understand it. My husband, we were kids. I I mean, just being honest, even though we got married at 21, we started dating our senior year in high school. We had a baby after graduating from high school. So we were babies. And my husband is not the only son, but he was his brother is much older than him. So he was the only son that grew up in the house with two. Okay. Okay. So when you were talking about your husband being the only boy, it's like, I get it. When I'm talking about in-laws, I don't, because people always assume it's the mom-in-law when you talk about in-laws, but I just mean in-laws, meaning my husband's family in general. But, you know, this is the only, you know, man coming out of the house. That's his mom's baby. You know, his sisters Mm -hmm. love him. And it's like, you straight out of high school, moving in with someone and starting a family and separating. Mm -hmm. And my son is 14 now. Our oldest is 14. And I know one day he will be doing the same. Mm -hmm. And I just kind of start trying to see it from that perspective. Like, 
one day my son is going to leave me and start his own family. And I know that's going to be an adjustment for me. So I just start yeah. trying to look at it, like you said, from a place of empathizing and not judgment. And I think this can go on both sides, but it's it's easy to see what people are doing to you or how they're making you feel. But sometimes we have to look at it from their perspective on how they may be feeling and how this may be affecting them. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the hardest things, which I wish we could we could go back and do, but you can't go back. You know, you only can start now. But I wish we would have actually sat down and have a, had a conversation, especially with my husband's mom. We would have sat down and had a real conversation you know, explaining like, I'm not trying to take your son away from you. I am not trying to hurt you or any of that. Like, I love him. Like, I just love him. Mm-hmm. And he's the person that I want to spend the rest of my life with and start yep. this family with. Yeah. And that doesn't change from him being your son, or that doesn't change from him being your brother, or that doesn't change from him being your nephew. This is just something new. We now will have our own family. And I think one of the biggest things, and you kind of touched on this too. I think one of the biggest things when people have issues with their in-law relationships is when the family has already had their own personal issues and then you're kind of brought in because there were a lot of problems before on, I even girl. got there. It, Come on. <laughs> you know, Come on. It, it was a lot of stuff. And I will share this with my audience. Even though I'm transparent, I'm transparent about me. You know, I will never share anything about my husband or our family that he wouldn't want me to share. But he would he would publicly say this. There was a lot of things and a lot of ways he grew up that wasn't the healthiest, but he didn't know because that's all he knew. So when he got outside of this and could begin to see you know, some of the things that were going on from a different perspective, now from the perspective of a husband and a Christian man and a father, and now he's seeing how things happen. He's like, oh, that wasn't right. You know, now, Mm -hmm. and and that's when, if I'm honest, that's when things begin to change for us. I just Mm -hmm. let him see things for himself. And he started to peep ways that people were acting and things that they would say. And he like, Mm-hmm. You know, he began to see wow. that from his own perspective and out of his own lenses. So, yeah, yeah, but it's hard when you already because all of our families are dealing with something. I don't, yeah, it's no perfect family, but when you already have traumatic things and toxic relationships and unhealthy things going on in families, and then you yeah. bring this partner into the mix that don't even know about what's going on, it's it's hard. It's just hard. <laughs> it is it's hard. something that you said that stood out. And I experienced the same thing was um, he had to see for himself. If you are in a relationship, like if you guys are struggling with the in-law relationship and y'all find yourself bickering and fighting, it kept getting worse. I don't know about you, but for me, yes, the more I kept pushing and, and trying to make him see the more we got like, you know, combative towards one another Mm -hmm. to the point where it was just like, oh, we probably going to separate because we were just like cats and dogs, just fighting, fighting, fighting. And it wasn't till he talked to his mother and I don't remember what the conversation was about, but he was just asking her about, you know, certain things we've been talking about. And he saw for himself based Mm -hmm. off of her response and what was, and he was like, well, can you explain that? And he saw for himself. Yeah, And when, after he saw for himself, he came back and he was like, all right, babe, let's have a conversation. Yep. Right. And I think that's so profound that you said that 
if you are the person trying to make them see, I know it's hard because you want to speak up and you want to protect yourself and you want to, you know, let them know. But at the same time, sometimes you got to just like let go and hope that they see for themselves. And that that's that's hard, yeah. you know, because you you hoping that they see. But what if they don't want to see? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it's, it's 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 complex. That's why there's no one yes. answer. But it's, it's not till I stop pushing, you know, because they say sometimes like. If if somebody get in a relationship, like a teenager or whatever, they say don't push them, you yeah. know, because they'll go more to that um negative yep. person. They say mm-hmm. just, you know, hang back and watch them find out for themselves. It's yep. kind of like the same thing. You kind of have to like stop pushing and let them go, <laughs> which is difficult. It is. Yeah. I, I legit had to like shut up. And I hate to use that word, but I legit had to like okay, what I'm doing is not working. It, it is yeah. not working. And cause I know some people on the other end, like, dang Mo, you went seven, eight years having issues with in-laws and extended family and people outside of your home. But it was, like you said, the more you push, the worse it got. So I'm like, you know what? I'm not pushing anymore. I'm being a dead horse. Mm-hmm. We're going to hit, we really got to get to a place where he can really see what I'm saying, because I'm, I promise I'm not trying to cause confusion. I legit, I want to have a great relationship with all of our family. I want my husband to have a great relationship with my family. I want to have a great relationship with his family. I want our kids to have great relationship with their grandparents and their uncles and their aunts. In my perfect world, that's what I want. Like legit, that's what I want. But being realistic, that's not what was happening. So I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to let it go. And when I let it go and my husband began to see for himself. And I, I don't ever want it to come across for you guys that are listening. I don't ever want it to come across that I am talking negative negative about my in-laws or my family because that's not what I'm doing. But I'm telling you the real. I'm telling you how it was for us and how we are now in a better place and still, still working on a lot of those relationships. Let me be perfectly honest with mm-hmm. that, but we yeah. are much better in our marriage. And like you said, once you get on the same page in your marriage with your partner, the rest going to follow, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> they gonna have to, they gonna either have to get on board or jump off ship, you know, mm-hmm. but it's not going to be confusion with us anymore. And we have not had confusion when it comes to people outside of our home in a couple years and and I thank God for that because it was a very hard season in our marriage mm-hmm. and for me personally it was very hard yeah. <laughs> come on yeah I, I want to go back right um to what you was talking about with empathy versus judgment yeah and I just want to make a note that when you have empathy instead of judgment you're protecting yourself Right. Because when you leading with a heart of empathy and and understanding, not excusing their behavior, I like that you said that we're not excusing any negative behavior or even positive behavior that's still crossing boundaries. Like we talk, right. Kind kind crossing. We're not talking. We adding (laughs) that too. when you have empathy, you are protecting your own heart. Yeah. Right. Because if you can say come from a mind of like, okay. I see what's happening. I understand what's happening. It's still wrong. It's grimy. But you kind of set yourself up for the expectation and you can say, okay, I'm going to protect myself. I'm going to let that go. Or I'm going to, you know what I'm saying? So so those things that you're doing, that empathy versus judgment is is a protection on yourself. Another thing that um, you mentioned that I want to mention, note on is you said in retrospect, you you wish that you had a sit down conversation. Mm -hmm. And I would say, 
if you are a newlywed or if you are a fiance or if you're dating somebody seriously, like, you know, to be married, that's probably the greatest advice I would give you. Get to know your family, like get to know the family, like, cause you, you right now you dating this person, right? That man, he fine. Or that girl, she's beautiful. <laughs> and that's yeah. all you can see. And they, you know, they're amazing. They give you butterflies and stuff like that. But as you get married, you ain't just marrying that person you marrying yeah. their whole entire family so if you can go on a lunch date get you know meet each other talk to each other and and this is what's interesting also when you're watching families interact you kind of understand their dynamic yeah you can't you kind of understand like oh this is how they move this is how they act you know things like that and you kind of know how to set yourself up but as much as you can possibly can't as much as you can possibly do because every situation is different yeah right y'all might be long distance blah 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 but if you can get in contact with their family and talk to their family and connect with their family you should do that as much as you can in the beginning so that way you're not blindsided going into a marriage and then you realize you got a monster in law you know? <laughs> <laughs> like the movie so <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's good. And this leads me, this is a great segue because you you really already answered it. But I was going to ask you, when do you think couples should have a conversation about what boundaries they want to put in place? Ooh. Listen, Mo, you coming out with the questions, okay? Let me <laughs> tell you, I love interviews with good questions, okay? Um, uh, that is a really good question. Okay, so I would say this. I would say before like wedding listen in-laws usually get crazy around two times this is my own personal experience and i think other people have had this experience too usually around wedding time you'd be like hold on what the heck why is everybody acting crazy mm-hmm. okay and also around baby time as get soon as you're around announce you having a baby is like people start acting different i'm like hold on wait 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 <laughs> yeah so i would say if you are in a serious committed relationship that is leading towards marriage, that conversation should be with you and your spouse. Okay. Right. That conversation should be happening. Like, you know, as far as things about the wedding, like how is things going to play out? If you're past the wedding part, right. And now you guys are married and maybe you think about having kids, things like that. You got to have that conversation. Now, let me be honest. Those are prime times because that's when people, for some reason, start acting a fool. Mm-hmm. But this conversation has to continue because your relationship will grow. Your relationship will change. There's certain things that there's going to be a season where you're going to need your family a lot. They're going to yeah. be in your business. They're going to be in your space because you need them. And you're going to have to like kind of loosen up the reins. There's going to be a time and a season in your relationship where it has to be you and your husband, you and your wife hunkered down, really getting focused on you, your relationship and everybody going to have to take a step back. Mm-hmm. Right. So this is a conversation that is continuous. Start it as early as you possibly can, but always continue to have the conversation as your relationship grows, as you guys go through different seasons. Right. Because transitions, those transitions are when you you have to pay attention in the transition because that's when everything is kind of getting uprooted and changed and all. And that's the time where you guys come together, not go apart. Yeah. Right. And have that conversation like, OK, where what does it look like with the in-laws now? You know, are they coming in or because right now <laughs> in my own personal experience right now, this is when the in-laws are coming in. Yeah. When we first got married, we needed everybody to take a step back. 
we didn't have a marriage. We didn't have a marital identity. Yeah. We didn't know who we were as a couple. This is not the time for people to be coming in saying, oh, y'all need to do this. My mom, mm-hmm. y'all need to do this. <laughs> y'all need to do this. <laughs> oh, this is what, how it's supposed to look like. This is what your insurance should look like. And, this yeah. is what, and I'm like, wait, but that don't really work for our family because we're doing this. And, oh, mm-hmm. you need to buy a car now and you need to do it. And I'm like, wait, hold on, pause, right? Everybody had to take a step back and they didn't like yeah. it. I'll tell you the truth. My mama didn't like it. His mama didn't like it. Everybody had to take a step back. But now in this season of our life, we have two children. Mm-hmm. The, it's definitely more flexible. Like yeah. our in-laws are all up in our space. They hear like every, <laughs> we live apart because I live in North Florida and they live in South Florida, but they hear frequently yeah. throughout the year. We are over there frequently throughout the year, right? Because we want our children to be connected to them and to mm-hmm. love them like we love them. So it's a little bit more fluid in this season. Yeah. But come another season, we don't know what it's going to look like. <laughs> this is so good. This is so good. Okay, let me, because I want to touch on this and this question touches on exactly what you just said. Okay, do you think a couple should go back to the drawing board to readjust boundaries as life for them changes? For example, having a baby, buying a home, starting a new job, vacations, and holidays. Ooh, holidays. Baby, hot. <laughs> <laughs> Girl, <we> holidays. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. You have to go back. You have to readjust. Because you know what happens sometimes? Um, what's important for you guys changes as well. Yes. Right? Because before... Um, you know, in the beginning, maybe this holiday is super important for you guys, right? Because it's just memorable, you know, but then as, as you get older, it may not be as important, yeah. right? It's super, super important in marriage period to be flexible. Yeah. Look, you got to be flexible. <laughs> look, because when you said this on your podcast and it, y'all, y'all have to go listen for me to we great episode, but you talked about Christmas is y'all holiday. Mm. It's the same for us. And look, <laughs> I felt this way since we got married. Perfect, being perfectly honest and transparent. I felt this way since we got married. I wanted to start my own family, have our own traditions. And when I say my family, I mean under my roof right here. Amen. Mm-hmm. I wanted to start our own traditions, do our own things. But I allowed, I did not speak up. I allowed our families to kind of dictate that for us. You know, people want to see their grandchildren and people want to spend time with y'all. And girl, because my parents are divorced. My husband, he comes from a single mom, but they have family within the family. And we were literally hopping from house to house to house. And every year I would be so mad. I would resent it. And I'm like, Monique, you can't keep this up. You cannot keep doing this. So a few years ago, because our baby is two. When I got pregnant with her, I told my husband, I'm done. I don't know. I was liberated when I got pregnant with my daughter. I'm not even gonna lie. That's a whole nother podcast episode <laughs> yeah. for a whole nother day. But I was liberated. All the things that I was quiet about before I spoke up about, mm. all the things that I was letting people do to me, allowing it, not saying anything. Mm. And I fought myself more than I fought them because I didn't say anything. You know, it's different to set a boundary or put something in place and then somebody cross it knowing your boundary. But it's another thing when you haven't even spoken of the boundary and they cross it. You can't even be mad with them. You got to be mad with you. Mm, So I told my husband, you know, Christmas is ours. I'm done. I'm not hopping. I don't care if it's my mama, my grandmama, my daddy, 
yo mama, your sisters. I don't care who it is. I'm not house hopping with nobody. We'll do any other day with them. We can, they can have Christmas Eve. They can have the day after Christmas. We can come <laughs> a week early. Like I will, I will literally adjust to their schedule. But yeah. Christmas day is ours. I'm not, and it was a mess. I'm going to be honest with you. It was a hot mess. It was a hot mess in the beginning, but we stuck to our guns and we Come did not on. go anywhere. And like you said, when you get on one, when you get on one accord and one page with your partner, everybody else got to follow. Even if they mad, they don't like it. They drag their feet. You don't have a choice because we're on one page about it. So when you were talking about that Christmas is y'all, I said, oh, that's right, girl. Christmas ours too. But it took a long time of getting there. And this is why this conversation For you guys who are listening, this is why this is so important. I really don't want you guys to go through the things that myself and Chrislyn had to go through because we didn't have the conversations that needed to be had and we didn't set the healthy boundaries. We're trying to save you that heartache because it's legit heartache. Yeah. (laughs) It's legit heartache. Yeah. Yeah. Holidays can be hard, girl. Holidays (laughs) are hard. (laughs) They, They are. Okay. Let me ask you this. If for whatever reason... They didn't set their boundaries in the beginning because I know I have some couples who are listening who may have been married 5, 10, 15 years, and maybe they never set the boundaries. They didn't know how to do that. They didn't even know what it looks like, but now they want to do it. How can they now go back and put these things in place? Mm, That can be difficult because everyone around you have gotten used to it being okay. So now that we kind of set established it as, well, it's okay, And now you're like, no, it's not okay. I want to change that. You know, that can be difficult. Now I made the episode for newlyweds, right? Because I want them to like, you know, do this early, Mm -hmm. but it's really for any couple. It doesn't matter. You've been married five, 10, 15, 20 years. Boundaries are, you know, they're dynamic. They're going to happen all the time. So if you do want to change something up that has been, you know, kind of, you've been letting it slide Mm -hmm. first and foremost, You got to have that conversation with your spouse, right? And if you're a Christian couple or if you're Christian, you know, pray, pray before, Mm -hmm. because you want your spouse to be able to soften their heart, to hear what you have to say. Like I said before, it's very important that they see what you're seeing. Even if they don't fully agree with you, they can still be on your side. You know what I'm saying? And like fight with you and be like, I don't fully agree with you, but I respect you and I love you. And therefore I'm going to walk with you this way. So you have to have that conversation with your spouse. You guys have to be on the same page. Now I'll tell you this. Now we are getting the same page and y'all go have that conversation with whichever (laughs) in-law, sister, brother, cousin, whoever. Yeah. It's going to be hard because they have already in their mind, this is okay. So now you're trying to switch it up on them and say, oh, well, it's not okay. They're going to be like, well, what about this time? What about Mm -hmm. that time? What about, why is it changing? You know, and, and initially it's going to be rough and you have to stick to your guns. Listen, if this is a boundary and it's that important to you and you, you let it slide all this time when you do it, uh uh-uh, baby, that's not the time to be going back and forth. Because now it's going to add confusion and they're going to be like, oh, well, is it okay? Or is it not okay? If you decide, okay, this is a boundary I want to set, you have to stick to your guns. It has to be one that's a hard, fast, no ma'am, no sir. You let them have their feelings. You let them be upset. Like, 
even if because sometimes for a person like me it's like uncomfortable for other, for other people to be upset mm-hmm. and you just kind of want to appease them you're like oh you know I, i'm sorry like i you know you have to really if you got to turn off your phone that day <laughs> <laughs> do whatever you have to do in yeah. order for you to stick to your guns okay yeah. and you have to do that consistently for a certain period of time and then eventually everybody will fall in line and they're gonna be like well that's the way it is and they're gonna try to work around it they're gonna make they're gonna be like oh well can you do this well can you do, you know what i'm saying and they're gonna be yeah. like well we can't do that but maybe we could try to do something else that's good Okay. I loved when you talked about the red light, green light, yellow light on your podcast mm-hmm. episode. Can you elaborate yeah. on that? Okay. So, and I actually got this from another couple. Um, Who was it? And they got it from somebody else. Listen, we all sharing. Yeah. Okay. That, that's what it's about. <laughs> I think I got this from Kev on stage and, and um, his wife. Okay. Um, And they were talking about it for something else, but I was like, you can use this amongst different things. Yeah. So, when we when we say boundaries, right? Like I said, boundaries are like a, a gate, right? But a gate has an opening, right? We don't want to build mm-hmm. walls where people can never get in. Like that's not how family works. We're family, like we're going to be right. flexible towards one another. So in order to be flexible, the conversation you need to have with your spouse are things that are red lights are things that we will not change for. Like you talked about Christmas. Mm-hmm. Christmas is very important for us as a family to build our own traditions. So we are going to do Christmas together. That's a red light. These are boundaries that cannot be crossed. Okay. A yellow light is a boundary that's like, okay, maybe yes, maybe no, depending on the situation. Right. Yeah. So maybe the grandparents want them for their birthday. They want to take them to Disney world or something. Yeah. Maybe that year. Sure, no problem. But maybe the next year, no. <laughs> right? Got you. So it depends on what's happening. It's situational. Green light, listen, we don't got no problem. Is <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, for instance, if you're a type of person who's hospitable with your home, or maybe like you're open with your home, right? Yeah. You don't mind if people come by non, you know, without answering. Some people don't like that, some people okay with it. But if that's a green light for you. It's no problem. Let grandmama, grandmama and them come over, you know, see the babies. It's no problem for you. Yeah. But for somebody else, that might be a red light. Where it's like, right. nah, y'all got to call. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we got to know when you're coming over. Yeah. You know? So, and, 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 and as a couple, y'all have to get on the same page. My husband is the type of person, anybody could come by anytime, <laughs> you know, like he's very, you know, bubbly and like loves yeah. people and I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> Right. Yeah. So there has to be compromise. And so out of respect for me, he be like, nah, y'all gotta let me know at least a day in advance, you know right. what I'm saying? But at, out of respect for him, I'm like, if somebody spontaneously like, Hey, can I come this weekend? I'm like, sure. No problem. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But that's that. the conversation y'all have to have together and decide this is red. This is yellow. This is green. So that way, when people come to y'all and, you know, it might be kind of blindsided, like, Oh, this is y'all already know y'all already on the same page. Yeah. It's not a surprise to y'all where it's like, oh, y'all saying two different things. <laughs> and exactly. then the person like, who do I listen to? <laughs> you don't want that. Yeah. You know, so that's definitely a good tool to just help you practice what boundaries are important, you know, which ones you could be flexible on, flexible on. Okay. And I'm going to begin to use this myself. I'm just letting you know. Okay. What I usually do. I have a private group on Facebook called Dating, Engaged, and Married Objectives. 
And whenever mm-hmm. I invite a guest on, I always let the group on Facebook know and ask them like if they want to ask you guys any questions. So I do have two questions for you um, that they ask. The first one is, how do you handle a parent who had a key to your home before marriage? And now that you're married, they come over unannounced. So they have a key and they just walking in and everything. Because that's how it was when you were single, living by yourself. But now that you're married, they're still doing ah. it. So how do you now retrain that parent? What? How do you, how do you handle this? Ooh, okay. So that's hard. Girl, because when I look when I read it, I said, have a key. Say what? (laughs) If y'all, if y'all on the other other end listening, I'm not judging y'all. I just not (laughs) personally, nobody can have a key to our home. I'm just saying. (laughs) Got it, got it. Um, change your locks. I'm joking. Don't do that. (laughs) Um, so for that particular situation, I I, I could understand that because if you were single, you was living alone and you mm-hmm. wanted somebody just in case to have a key, but now you're married, you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. So if it was me, I would go about it, especially if this person is like open and, and, and you know, a calm type of person. It's yeah. different when you, you're dealing with people who are a little bit um, combustible. I don't know how to say that. <laughs> you got to, you got to walk lightly. Yeah. Um, but I would not take the key away from them. Okay. I would let them keep the key and let that be a conversation starter, right? Okay. Because sometimes you got to add a little bit of love. Then you add a little bit of truth. Then you add a little bit more love, right? Yeah. So start a conversation with like, hey, I really appreciate that you have this key. Like, uh, well, I would say like, listen, I want you to keep this key just in case something happens. It's really important that you have the key. We really appreciate that if something happened, we can call you or we can ask you for help. Mm-hmm. But now that you have the key, I just wanted to talk about certain boundaries that I wanted to set, set with you. Or if you want to say boundaries, just like, hey, you know, um, I wanted to talk about, I don't know another word for boundaries, but like just certain rules around you know, you having the key because now Mary, you know, yeah. and I, I want to respect my spouse, right? I want you yeah. to respect me, but I also want you to respect my spouse and his or her privacy. Yeah. Right. So add a little bit, start, start soft, start with a little bit of love. Like <laughs> personally, I wouldn't take the key. Now that's okay. your business. If you want to take the key or not. Yeah. But it says, listen, I love that you have the key, but please, you know, if you're going to come, can you please let us know give us a call, give us some notice. Like it can't be like, Oh, I'm three, three minutes away. Like, no, like it needs to be 24 hours or two days or whatever. Give us notice before you need to come. And if we need any help or anything from you, we'll let you know, like you can come into the house or whatever like that. I like it. I like it. Okay. The next question is how do you handle families that have stepchildren involved to make sure they don't treat the stepchildren differently than they treat the biological children. Mm, so maybe like the, like the grandparents or aunts or uncles, they may like to get their grandchildren, you know, their grandchildren by blood, but they may leave the stepchildren out. How do you handle that? Ooh, that's, that's complex. Yeah. That's complex. There's no one answer. Um, there's one thing I feel like I've learned as a parent and I've been a parent for two years. I got two under two y'all. So I am (laughs) not the wisest and the, you know, sage in this area, but there's one thing that I've learned thus far is that 
I have realized that the, the way you treat your children is the way people treat your children. Oof. Right. When you set a stage and a foundation for how you treat your children, people tend to treat your children like that. Yeah. Now, I know it's more complex than that. It's not that simple. But if you are setting the stage where it's like this stepchild is like our child, right? When we are together, we are a family. We are a unit. When you set it up that way, people tend to follow suit. Right. And people watch you in your home. Right. When if they come over and they see, mm-hmm. you know, the stepchild. No, we all go to dinner together. We all do bedtime. We all you know, what I'm saying we are a family unit when we're together. People, especially in laws and, and, and people around you, they tend to follow that route. That's very difficult yeah. <laughs> because I know you have other people who's like, that ain't my grandchild. That's not mm-hmm. my niece. That's not my nephew. Oh, I mean, again, it goes back to boundaries. Yeah. Right. Because. They're children. Like, that's the most important thing, though, I think. They're children. Kids don't know, oh, that's not my auntie. That's not my uncle. Kids just see, oh, they're having fun. I want to have fun. They're going out. I want to go out. You know what I'm saying? And you can do your best to make it easier on the person, right? Because if they're taking them out to Disney World, be like, hey, let me pay for their ticket, but just take them with you. Or they're going out to dinner. Hey, let me cover their dinner, but take them with you, right? Do what you can to make it easier on the other person. But you want to set it up. Like if y'all a unit, even if it's a stepchild, then receive us as a unit. Receive us like we won, you know? And if you love me, do that for my children, including my stepchild. And again, that conversation starts with you and your spouse. That conversation starts with that, you know, how you guys set up yourself and allow people to follow suit. Now, if they can't, that's a different conversation. You know what I'm saying? It depends on if people are willing, if people are open, if people just want to be a-holes, you know, like, (laughs) (laughs) like, I don't know. When I think about kids, it's like, if my niece with her friend, I'm like, let's go to lunch, like, you know, y'all kids, like, but hey, <laughs> yeah. everybody's different. You just got to make sure that kid feel loved, you know, like, I don't know. I have a soft spot for kids. Yeah, I have a soft spot for kids. So, but yeah, that's, that's what I'll say. I hope that was helpful. It was very helpful. <laughs> I don't have stepchildren. I'm just grateful. And I'm a stepchild. You know, I have a stepmom. Okay. My dad got remarried. So that's just one of those things I'm glad I don't have to deal with. Because I know that's, that's hard within itself. That's just a that's a whole nother thing. Let me ask you this. As we get ready to close out, my last question is, what advice would you give to a couple who maybe they did not have healthy boundaries set at first? Maybe they were kind of like, it's such a big question, but I'm going to give you an example. Like okay. maybe they wanted to appease their families and this could be the husband or the wife because this happens on, on both sides. Mm-hmm. They wanted to appease their family. Maybe they threw their partner under the bus because they didn't want to have confusion with their partner. Mm-hmm. Maybe they didn't want to be around their family, but they used the spouse as a cop out. Mm. Or because I've I've personally experienced this and I know a lot of people in my life and people that I know that have experienced this where I don't know if it's so much the partner or the spouse or if it's the family. But sometimes I'll use us for an example. My husband is more like you. He's an introvert. 
I'm an extrovert. I can hang around people and it revives me. For him, that's draining. That's too much. I can come <laughs> stay for an hour and then I need to go home. You know, that is my husband. If he goes at all. But a lot of times when there are family events or parties or holidays, I'm the one encouraging him to go. Like, even if it's his family, he don't want to go. He wants to stay home. I don't have to let them know that I'm not coming. I don't care if they know I'm not, if they don't know that I'm not coming, that's him. But I'm on the other end, like, okay, let's go. We can, you know, just compromise and let's go. You know, that's your family. Let's show our face, even if we just stay for an hour. Or if you're not going to go, at least make a call or send a text that you're not going to go. That's me. It may come across, and not just with us, but with people as a whole in general, it may come across that he's not showing up or whoever the partner is, wife or husband is not showing up because their spouse doesn't want them to come. But it's really them that don't want to go or don't want to be a part of, but they may let their partner get pushed under the bus or, you know, Mm -hmm. instead of, because they don't want confrontation, they don't want confusion. So they allow their partner to take the blame. What Mm -hmm. advice do you give someone like that? I hope that made sense. (laughs) No, that makes a lot of sense. I, I definitely get that. So that's interesting because I think one of our superpowers as being married is that we could use each other. Like, yeah. you know what I'm like, nah, I'm sorry. My husband, he said, I got to be home. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> or every time I go to Sephora and they ask me for a new credit card, I'm like, you know what? My husband would be so upset if he knew that I got another credit card. So I'm gonna have to yeah. say no. Right. I think yeah. that's, that's part of the marriage thing. Right. Yeah. Um, but there has to be a line, right. Yeah. You don't want to betray your spouse. You don't want to throw them under the bus and now they taking all the heat and now your family hate them because you want to protect your spouse, right? Especially from your, not from your family, but to your family, you want to protect them and nurture them and value them. So you don't want to just be throwing them out there to the wolves. So I think you kind of have to decide what's important to your relationship, right? So- it's interesting that you say that because my husband used to do that all the time. For real? <laughs> yes, he used to do that all the time and he would and he would do this for his male friends. Yeah. Right. Because he didn't want to, you know, not be down or whatever like that. So he like, oh yeah, Chris need me home or da da da. And it bothered me a little bit because now I'm the bad guy. Yep. Right. I'm the bad guy. And I'm like, well, I don't mind you being out. Like, if you want to come home, you got to let them know you want to come home. If they say you old, if they clown you or whatever, like uh-huh. that, that's your business. You got to uh-huh. take some of that. You have to decide when it's okay and when it's not okay, right? Because ultimately you want to protect your spouse. So now I'll, I'll literally tell my husband, babe, tell him it was me. I ain't got no problem with it. <laughs> yeah. Right. Because yeah. at the end of the day, guys, we are, a, you got to look in within. It's about you and your person. It's about you and your spouse. Yeah. Right. It don't matter what everybody else say. If they be like, oh, she don't want to let him out or he don't want to let her out. Whatever. whatever. Y'all know in your own little, you know, kiki, like, okay, baby, yeah. yeah, tell them it's okay. It's no problem. But you cannot do that when, you know, and and you have the person catching all the heat and now your spouse is feeling betrayed. Mm -hmm. Now they're feeling unprotected. Now they're feeling alone and isolated. Like it's them by themselves and everybody else is jumping on them. Right. So again, it comes down to communication. It comes down to having that conversation. It comes down to knowing your spouse. 
right? If I know my my husband and he's a people person and he he want to be out there, but he's really tired, I'm like, babe, don't worry about it. Just let them know it's me, because yep. you know I I know you want to be there, but I know you're tired. It's okay. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And y'all got to get on the same page. Y'all got to have that communication. And I'll tell you this: it's okay that you don't get it right in the first year, in the third year, in the fifth year. Y'all will get to know each other. Y'all will get to practice. Marriage is a practice. It's a, mm-hmm. a, a exercise. It's continuous, right? Mm-hmm. And over time, y'all will get it. Y'all will know, oh, I know when she act like that. And when she turn off the TV and light that candle, that means she's done. <laughs> so don't talk to her. Don't, you know what I'm saying? And you yeah, jump yeah. in and you protect your spouse and you, t- you take the blame. It's okay. Yeah. Take the blame. You know, but y'all have to know, you have to know that line and know the difference. Yeah. Girl, you have dropped so many gems on today. <laughs> For real. For real. And this I was really, such a good conversation. It was. And it was so good to talk to somebody who understands and can relate. Like for real. Because don't get me wrong, people can be great guests and you can still have great conversations, but it's so different when you're talking to somebody who understands, you know, this is coming from a personal place. This is coming from a place of I've walked through this and now I want to help you walk through it. it mm. I think people, for me personally, I know it's different for me when I'm getting advice from someone or somebody is pouring into me who has walked through this and experienced this and know exactly how I feel. It's just different. Yeah. So this conversation, it was so good because we both know, and we're trying to help people from that place of, this is what I went through. I don't want you to have to go through this. It's just yeah. like when you're talking to your babies and you know, you know, you, you've been a teenager and young adult. Sometimes mm-hmm. we just got to get out there and experience it ourselves. Mm-hmm. But there are some things as parents, you want to kind of teach your children. Cause it's like, mommy has experienced this. Daddy has experienced it. You, I don't want you to be hurt. Like I was hurt. You know, I don't want that for you. And that's how I feel on this podcast. Like a lot of the things that I discuss, a lot of the things that you discuss, it's things that we have really walked through Mm -hmm. and we want to encourage and help people from that place because we legit love you. Like people who have a heart and this comes across from you. You don't even have to say it, even though you have but just hearing you, you have a heart and a passion and a desire for this to help people in relationships and marriages. And that's the same for me. Like my heart burns like this is not work for me, even though, you know, I have a full time job. This is not this podcast is not work for me because mm-hmm. it's my heart. Like when I'm coming on here talking to people or, you know, it's. You, you're a solo podcast. I'm not really, you know, it's just us and our mic. But on mm-hmm. the people on the other side listening, when I'm talking to you guys, it's legit from a place of love. Like, I legit love you. I always close out my podcast with, I love you, but God loves you more. But that's real. Like, I really love you. If I did not love you and I did not have a heart for this, mm. I wouldn't be telling y'all my business. I wouldn't be pouring out pieces of me and being transparent about the things that I deal with as a wife and as a mother and as a daughter. And because my mom and I did a podcast episode my first season and it was called getting real with my mom. And we legit got real. There were tears flowing and things said that we had never really said to one another. And 
Wow. I got a new perspective. And this is for this is real life going on behind this microphone. Yes. So it, I'm grateful to have you on here, somebody who's doing the same thing up where you are in North Florida behind your mic. And you're even mm-hmm. in school for it now, which is beautiful. But thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. Thank you for coming and sharing this with me tonight. I appreciate it. No, nah, thank you for having me. I really appreciate your vulnerability. Like you don't meet people like that all the time, yeah. you know, especially through social media. You know, you don't really meet people who's real. So it always is refreshing for somebody to be real, for somebody to share their life, you know, because I yeah. think that's what builds true connection. Yeah. And people I could agree. be like, oh, yeah, I know what she's talking about. You know, so I, I really appreciate you having me. This has been such an experience. This is my first two. Yeah. Like, as an inter- like an interview. So, yeah. Congratulations. So I'm super excited. Yeah. Okay. As we get ready to close out, how can my audience find you? How can they support you? And also tell them about your book. How can they buy your book? All the things, Chris. Oh, so I put author on there, but it's a, it's a baby book. It's a book and you are an author. (laughs) My husband keeps telling me to plug it. I'm like, babe, this is from marriage. That's a baby book. Nope. I got Um, you. <laughs> I wrote a book called Mama Mama Where Are You for my daughter Eden. Mm-hmm. So and um it's on Etsy. I feel like it's on Amazon. <laughs> but it's it's on Etsy right now. Um I am Black Marriage Therapy on anywhere you can find a podcast, Stitcher, Google, um, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Um, also Black Marriage Therapy on Instagram, Black Marriage Therapy on Facebook. And at, that's all I'm on right now. Everywhere is Black Marriage Therapy. You'll find me. And also, you guys, I will make sure that all of her information and the links to her book and to her social media platforms, they will be in the show notes. So just have a look at that um, when you get done listening to this episode. I hope you guys have enjoyed it and enjoyed her as much as I have. Remember, I love you, but God loves you more. And we'll see you next week. Bye, guys. Bye. <laughs> I hope you guys have enjoyed. Follow me on Facebook at Demo with Mo. If you have any questions you would like answered here live on my podcast, email them to me at demo with Mo at gmail.com. That's D-E-M-O-W-I-T-H-M-O at gmail.com.